Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me About It with Jade Iovine. I am Jade Iovine, and I'm so happy you're here to hang with me and my guests today. As a reminder, every week, my guests and I talk about the rejections, mistakes, mental health crises, losses, anxieties, and insecurities of our very imperfect lives. And the only hope is that we make each other feel less alone by leaving our highlight reels at the door and commiserating about all the things we're taught not to talk about. This week, you're getting two guests for the price of one. Simone Harouche and Allison Statter have been best friends since they were kids. They're two extremely successful women who are part of this friend group. They call themselves the lifers. It's five or six women who are also extremely successful, one of them being Kim Kardashian, who you'll hear us mention a few times in this interview. You might recognize Allison from her beauty collab with KKW Beauty. She and Kim did like this bestie makeup drop of like palettes and lip glosses and all this stuff. So you might recognize her as Kim's BFF, but she's also BFFs with Simone, who is a stylist to the stars and started a company called Kit Undergarments, which I'll tell you about in a minute. The two of them were so funny. They had me cracking up the whole time, but so much of what they said resonated with me so deeply. And obviously we talked a lot about friendships and how they've made their friendship last so many years. We talked about self-worth. We talked about unlearning like coping mechanisms that you adopted when you were younger and how they don't serve you in adulthood. We talked about social media, our vices, and much, much more. It's so cool to get this peek into their friendship. They're like yin and yang. They're really so different. And it was so funny to hear like that they don't remember things in the same way or correct each other about certain stories or like call each other out. It's just a really fun interview that I think will make you feel like you're sitting with your own best friend, which is the best feeling, as we all know. Okay, but first, let me tell you a little bit about Allison and Simone. Allison Statter is a wife, a mom, and the CEO of Blended Strategy Group. After over 15 years working in entertainment and talent management and partnerships, Allison pursued her dream of starting a female-founded marketing agency that specializes in entertainment marketing, celebrity and influencer marketing, and social strategy. Simone Harouche is also a wife and a mom, and professionally, she's a fashion stylist, creative director, and CCO. Simone worked as a celebrity fashion stylist for 15 years and was named one of the top power stylists in Hollywood by The Hollywood Reporter, before setting off and co-founding Kit Undergarments, a curated undergarment line of elevated basics for all your getting ready needs. I actually just bought their body stocking. Their stuff is pretty great, believe me. She currently lives in Los Angeles with her husband and two children. Okay, get your wine and blankets ready. Here are Allison Satter and Simone Harouche. Allison and Simone, hi guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. We're so happy to be here. I mean, for me personally, I'm so proud of you that you've accomplished this and that we're here Thank now you. doing yes. this. Yes. I know poor Allison has had me in her office for like two years telling not her poor. about this idea. <laughs> not yes. poor Allison. It's not poor Allison. It's yes, made, poor like Allison. this is the reward, right? Yes. Like, that we get to do this together now. That I get to have you on. Yes. It's so exciting. I know. So Allison and I, I've known Allison since I was born. Our parents our friends. But Simone, we've never met, I don't think. Or maybe at a Meyer event. Maybe, but it is weird that we haven't met because I <laughs> I know. I am wearing, I look naked, but I am wearing my kit oh undergarments bodysuit, which I love. I love that you're wearing it's, that. <laughs> it's my favorite. Aww. I love your guys' stuff so you. much. So I had to support. So I know what you do, but we don't know each other personally. <laughs> 
That's cute. No, I love it. Anyone that's listening, get a kick undergarments bodysuit. They're the best. Thank the best. you. <laughs> so let's get started. First of all, you guys are best friends. You're part of a big best friend group. So I want to get all of your advice about best friendships and just talk about your guys' relationship a little bit. But let's start at the very beginning. Where did you meet? What's your origin story? <laughs> the first time I laid eyes on Simone. <laughs> Harush, I, I, the first time I ever, ever really met her was at camp, was at Riverway Ranch no Camp. Way. Oh my God. I went for a week there. Yeah. Our, um, my kids are there right, right now. now. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's like oh full God, circle. Fun. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the real like first, first time I remember like seeing Simone and saying, oh my gosh, I have to be friends with her was at um, a school dance. We all went to the public school system and they did like a four-way school dance at the local like park rec center, whatever it is. And so that was the first time I laid eyes on those dance moves and I knew I had to be her friend. But I don't remember (laughs) it that way. I feel like we met on the soccer field at Roxbury park and you were like, so you're Simone. And I was like, so you're Allison. (laughs) And then you were like, you want to come over? (laughs) Oh, well, see, I had, I had already picked you out. Like I had already noticed you. She scouted you. I got scouted before. Okay. (laughs) So did you go to the same elementary school or like what age was this? This was like probably fourth, fifth, sixth grade, right? Oh my God. So then, okay. So then you slowly became really close. Did you ever go to school together? Yes, we did. Yeah. Thank God. Where'd you go to high school together? Yes, we went to Marymount High School together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We carpooled. No way. Yeah. (laughs) I drove because Simone wasn't allowed to get her license until she was like 18 or something wild, 17. (laughs) Was that your parents' rule? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I actually didn't really mind at the time. Allison picked me up every day. It was great. Like, it's so crazy. Like, my step siblings, like, they live in Malibu and they one just got their license. And I'm like, how do you sleep at night knowing your child is on PCH? Like, just wait till you have your own kid. Oh, forget it. I'm going to be a nightmare. It's an, it's a, yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to be such a nightmare. It's crazy. But yeah, I would drive Simone to school and we all, we went to Marymount together. Um, my 11th and it was junior and senior years when we finally got to school together. Okay. So we graduated together and it was me and Simone and Kim and a few other girls all at Marymount together. And so I feel like that was really when Simone and I got extraordinarily cr- close was yeah. through those two years. And yeah never, never detached. Never. Cause That's after so that we lived together so and had dogs together. No and like, <laughs> Oh my God. I have to hear, I need to go. We need to go into all of that. But what was your first impression of each other at this dance or at soccer practice or whatever? You know, when you just know that you found someone and that person is like from your tribe, Allison was like that. And I was kind of afraid of her because, you know, like she's intimidating. And but I was like, I want to be I, I want to be she's cozy. Yeah, she is cozy. And <laughs> she's, she's cozy. The, but like she's also scary. So don't mess with her. Yeah. 
But cozy and scary are a great I, combo, honestly. Hello, why do you think? Like, yes. I don't want to be scary. No. I, I intimidating, intimidating. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, I feel like it was the polar opposite. <laughs> but that's why we're such great friends. You right. know what I mean? Like totally. Simone gravitated towards someone who was a little bit more like um, strong and, and outgoing Mm. and extroverted Mm -hmm. and cozy. I was, I was really connected to like how, what an extrovert at the time she was, she's not Mm. anymore. She's, she's (laughs) definitely not anymore. But then like, I was like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. And she's so much fun. And she just like, is so just like, she doesn't care. And she just has the yeah. best time always. And like, I needed that from her right. as well. But uh, yeah, so I was really, I gravitated towards that and like hung on to that. I still do. Yeah. I'm still like, Hey, what should I wear? Like, does this look okay? What do I do? Cause Simone's way cooler than the rest of us. <laughs> I love that you said that she used to be an extrovert because it's a testament to your guys' relationship that you guys can change and evolve through a friendship like that, you know, like, do you think you're not an extrovert anymore because of COVID? No, no, I don't know what happened to me. And I, I, I don't know when I think it was maybe in my like late twenties, early thirties, where I totally shifted yeah. because I was that girl in the club that was like doing weird roboto dance moves and like picking right. random people out in the club and just like freaking them, like just doing yeah. whatever. And then something shifted, but yeah, for my, yeah. like growing up, I was wild. <laughs> yeah. In a good way, not in a bad way. So in your 20s, so after you guys left high school, did you got you guys, you went to Parsons, right? Yeah, I went Simone? to Eugene Lang and Parsons and in New York. And then I moved back and okay, went so to USC. In, okay, you missed Allison too much in LA. I, well, <laughs> I missed her. I went to yeah. University of Arizona in Tucson and dropped out after my sophomore year. I was like, fuck this. This is not for me. I was never a good student. I wasn't even a good student at Marymount. Simone can attest to that too. <laughs> I feel um, like you were better than it me. Was, no um. way. No <laughs> way. You definitely got better grades than I did. <laughs> She's like, I'll take that. But, uh, you know, I just, I was like, I just want to get on with my life. Like I knew <laughs> I wanted to, to, you know, do something and work and all that. And so when I came back to LA, it happened to be the same time Simone came back from New York. So we mm. both came back to LA after our sophomore years. I got a job. She went to college and we moved in together on Spalding Drive. No in way. Beverly Hills into a two bedroom, one and a half bath. So take me through that time living it was, together. It was so fun. <laughs> the fact that your friendship has lasted, that like <sighs> lasted through being roommates is through incre- one, three, two, three different three houses. houses. No, we're like a married couple. And two pugs. No, that's crazy. Because if I ever had a roommate, I'd never speak to them again. Like that's- We went through boyfriends. Like there was so much drama, but like- Oh my, tell me more. I want to know. So the two of you lived in there. Were there boys coming in and out all the time? Like how many collective years did you live together? God, I moved out when I was 25. So probably six years. Oh my God. Until no, you got four married. Or five years, four or five years. That you lived together. Yeah, a long time. We lived together for a really long time. Thank oh God. Oh my God. 
And how are you different? How are you different roommates? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, how are we different? We're so different in general. And I feel like, but it just makes (laughs) sense. Like we, we totally make sense together, but we do. We weirdly have like similar sense of humor. Like we can, I can like know what she's thinking and same, and we'll just start laughing at each other, you know? (laughs) So like spending time together is always so fun because, you know, when you're that in tune with your best friend, like we'll be like, she hates this or she loves this or, you know, and vice versa. So it's just, we always have so much fun together. Living together was And true to Ali's coziness, like she, like how she complimented me, like she was the cook, like she'd take care of like cooking dinners for us. And like, I remember her rice crispy chicken and like all of these things, barbecue chicken, like she'd just make things and I'm not the best in the kitchen. Like she'd keep it stocked. She's super organized. Like she'd have her supply closet of, of cosmetics and backup cosmetics. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, uh, like a mess. Like, yeah. So yeah. Oh my God. She wasn't really a mess. Like, but like her closet was perfect and her bedroom was dope. And like her, all of our furniture, like our house was so cool, decorated. We had one house when we got the pugs. Well, you got pugs. Yeah, two pugs. I have a pug. I need to know about these pugs. What the hell? What do you mean? You- we had two pugs, Miss Piggy and Georgia. Stop. Together yeah. you had them? Well, we got yeah. Miss Piggy we, first. We co-parented. And then she oh naturally God. was drawn to Allison. Stop. Stop. Yeah, and I was jealous. And so I was like, I'm going to get my own dog. And then we got Georgia and Georgia was also drawn to Miss Piggy and Allison. So it was like, <laughs> Allison ended up basically. She loved you though. Yeah. You both did. yeah. I have a black pug that I love. Pugs are the cutest. They're the best. Pugs are really the best. They shed a lot though. I know. <sighs> Such a drag. Okay. I don't want to take a break, but we have to. We'll be right back. Let's dive into your 20s. So when you were kind of like right when you graduated college, what were you each insecure about like in those years, like the 24, 25 year old age? Like, did you know what you wanted to do professionally? Did you feel lost? Did you feel? Well, I also think it's so funny because I owe Allison my career, too. So it's like, no, that's not true. That is not uh, true. Okay, so I went I I was in (laughs) school in New York. I partied too much and I had to come home. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, then went to USC. But like I was just getting a degree to get a degree. It wasn't I I didn't know what I wanted to study. I, I knew that I liked fashion and like creative stuff, but I didn't know what exactly like you got to understand that was like 20 years ago. So like at the time, like, you know what stylist was not a word that people knew, you know, it wasn't like everybody had a stylist or style. There was no Instagram. Like that whole thing is just it, styling has become something that everyone knows. But at the time I was like, mm. Allie, like, I don't know what what I want to do. I know that it, I want to do something in fashion. And she was like, Oh, well, I, there's a stylist agency in my building and we should just give them your resume. And like, Allison just makes it happen. Wow, the connector. Yeah, the connector and just like, that's amazing. Introduced me to an agent, got me an internship. That agent was my agent, like throughout my whole career. It's crazy. Cause I didn't know. She's skipping the part that while she was in college, she also had like, Oh, right. She's always been so creative. So she would 
take t-shirts like vintage t-shirts and cut them up and put pins in them and like make them it was when that was cool like yes (laughs) when it was cool like but she was like on trend for that like you know she always was doing creative things and making a career like side hustle on doing that whether it was like I mean the way it really worked was Kim obviously who we've been best friends with our forever she was Kim would wear them and then I was Christina Aguilera's assistant at the time and I was wearing one and she was like, where, where did you get that? And I was like, oh, my best friend and my roommate makes them. I'll have her make you some. And so, and then Christina's, they dropped off two garbage bags worth of t-shirts for me to do. And I was like, (laughs) was that, what was the back to basics thing I read about with her? We started working together. Yeah. And so that led to when Christina needed a stylist I was like, oh, well, you should work. You should meet my friend, Simone, who's been doing all these t-shirts. And Simone had been assisting a stylist named Brooke Julian, who Mm -hmm. Simone had worked for for a couple of years. So she knew the like, she knew the protocol, right? She knew how to do pulls. She knew how to do fittings. She knew how to be on set. She knew how to dress. She knew how to do the returns. She knew the process. And so when Christina needed a few things that weren't like major, I was like, why don't you just fit her and do this for her? And one thing led to another. And she was... Christina's stylist, you know, forever amongst many, many, many other people from Miley Cyrus. She did Jennifer Lopez at at a certain point. Like she has a really incredible roster of, of clients and it's not easy to build. It wasn't easy to build that roster back then the way that it is now, you know, like that was all about your work showing up in editorial on the red carpet on tour. Like that's how you built your roster. And so Simone's not giving herself enough credit in that. She did that for many, many years and, and was part of, I think, you know, a a group of stylists. It was like Simone and Brooke and Mm -hmm. Andrea Lieberman. And, you know, there was, there was a ton, but there, like, when you think there were only like 20 stylists, like in Hollywood working that like, and they kind of had the the market share right you know and it was like right now right. people are like you were an old school stylist and I'm like old school like I'm old. like it just <laughs> you're like I don't love I feel that dated word. but yeah. it's like it was a different time but well yeah so that's interesting because so many people that I interview and just kind of the trend right now there's a lot of people creating jobs that have never existed before or having titles that have never existed before and there's not only a disconnect between them and their parents oftentimes because it's like their parents don't recognize their job as a job or whatever, but it even exists between them and their friends. You know, it can be really like insecure making to start a profession that no one's ever really heard of or doesn't know anyone that is doing it. Like, how did you stay your own cheerleader? You know, I think my biggest thing when you were asking about insecurities is like, I'm I still to this day, it's like I never think anything's good enough. Like I look at the work I've done and I'm like, oh, why did I do that? It's like, I always, like I could have done better. Like, and I knock myself and that's just the worst thing that you can do. Because like, if you look at it, you know, perspective and how you frame the things is everything. So I could say, oh, that was terrible. Like, what was I thinking? Or, wow, I was 24 years old and like had pop stars for clients and was touring the world. And like, I showed up, I didn't get fired. Yeah. Like I got more, you know, it, so it's like, oh, wow. Like I just got to reframe. And so I'm constantly still working on that from when I was 
20 or a baby, you know, until now. Right. No, I think that's important. Simone is her hardest critic. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. she's always trying to like perfect what she's already done, you know, whether it's, whether it, whether it was like her clients and their wardrobe or like, you know, her house and interior design, or like, I think that that is what creative people are. Right. Like they're, they're, they just can't stop creating. And so Simone is that. And I think again, you know, I'm, I'm less creative. I have a creative bend, but I'm more business, you know, where like when in my twenties, I had no fucking idea what I wanted to do. I was like, tell her what you were doing when we first come on, let, I want, let's dive in. I don't know. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to drop out of college and I'm just going to like go be a makeup artist. And that's what I was doing. I was making $600 cash a week, working at the art Luna salon, waxing eyebrows and doing makeup. To this day, I do my makeup better than anyone. That's true. It's like, it's crazy. You do your, but you're, you do your makeup better yes, than anyone? she can. Yeah. No, yeah. do you do other people's makeup well? Sometimes. Oh my God. You I'm haven't cool. done my no. makeup in yeah. a really long time. I should move back I in. I know, I haven't. I did not know you were at the Art Luna salon. I did I not just know waxed, that. I waxed our best friend Lindsay's eyebrows during COVID. Stop. And literally, yeah, she was like, I need an eyebrow wax so bad. I'm coming over. I'm like, great. And I did it. I, so I started there and then- I was probably like 21 or 22 and I hadn't moved in with Simone yet. And I had dropped out of college and my dad called me and he was like, you got to come work for me for two weeks. My assistant quit. And I was like, Oh hell no. (laughs) I was like, I am not coming to work for you. I do not want to be the boss's daughter. Like, no, I don't want to be in the music business. Mm -hmm. Like no way. He was like, no, like you really have to. I'm not really asking you. I'm (laughs) telling you, which is like really rare for my dad. Like I feel like similarly to your dad, like they're both just like, so they were so sweet. And like, you know, he never asked me for anything. So I was like, oh fuck, he must be serious. So I did that. And two weeks turned into 17 years. Holy hell. Yeah. And then I worked with him from, you know, he was, he was selling his record label at the time, giant records back to Warner brothers and starting up his management firm again. And Christina was like his second client or something. And I just, he's like, I need you to help me with this. And I did. And so I worked on many, many different artists throughout the years. And I would say for the last like six years that I was working for him and at the family business, I just gravitated towards the brand side mm-hmm. of the work that we were doing because it was at this really interesting time where the music business was in decline. Cause it was like yeah. Napster days and right. all that. And so people didn't know what to do. The labels right. didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. And I was, I saw the magnitude of help, like, being creative and figuring out how to leverage brand marketing dollars to help our clients sell, whether it was a record, whether it was a single, whether it was a tour, whether it was a book, like whatever it was, I saw that we needed like these supplemental dollars to be able to really help our clients. And so I worked very closely and started the commercial division inside of the, the management company for years. And I did that for like, I was, like I said, like the last five or six years that I was there right. before I left and I left six years ago Yeah, and I started my own agency called blended strategy group. And so, yeah, it's been fun. It's been hard as fuck, but it's been yes. really, 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 really rewarding. And I think just to go back 
to what Simone was saying about insecurities in our 20s, it's weird because like, I think the only insecurity that I had then was like, people are just going to think that I work for my dad, Mm -hmm. you know, and that no Mm -hmm. one was going to take, no one was going to take me seriously. And people were just going to pin me and judge me for being the boss's daughter. And I was like, I'm smarter than that. And I know more than that. I'm lucky enough to have this opportunity and this privilege and, you know, leverage my father's and my mom, because my mom mm-hmm. works just yeah. as Don't hard forget as my dad. We l- yeah, yeah, you must not. Shelly. Yeah. Hi, Shelly. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, to see what they built as a family and as, yeah. you know, all of it, like, I, I was always so insecure that people were going to judge me for that. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is, is now that I have my own business and I've built credibility outside of the family business, mm-hmm. um, I have less of that and more insecurity about failing, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, I've set out to do this because I felt like, you know, I didn't, I couldn't continue to have that insecurity of people not taking me seriously and just being like, well, she's Irving's daughter. And so she just has a job. And by the way, people said that to me, like actual people would say that to me, like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Your dad just employs you, you know? And like, and, and so for me, it was like, not just proving to them, but also proving to my, my parents too, like, Hey, like I can do this. And the cool thing about it is six years later, the business that I've built now actually supports some of their business. I just want to say, I don't like that you're saying that you're not creative because like the art (laughs) of deal-making is an art and like, I could never do that. And that's like a creative function. You have to be creative. Your mind has to be able to like, figure out and like to not just see like two options to see that totally route. yeah but it is no you're right because I look at it from a business sense right you look at it from an aesthetic yeah but sense. I'm just saying I don't like yeah I like I'm just that. correcting you your best friend got your <laughs> thank you Koopy yes sorry <laughs> so well, no what's a piece of advice you'd give those 25 year old versions of yourself like how are you most different from that girl to be honest with you I look back and I wish I wasn't such an asshole. Like I really, Really? I I feel like I operated (laughs) under, no, it's true. Like I'm so grateful that I can reflect. Yeah. Like I really can look back on it and be like, God, you know, like I wish I just wasn't, but again, it goes back to what I was saying about having that insecurity of what, how people perceived me. And I think that I operate that insecurity drove a lot of my behavior, right. Mm. Which then led me to be maybe an asshole sometimes, you know, like I, I feel like who I was in my twenties and how I went about business. Then I am a very different person. Like I love the education that I've gotten in the six years of building this business with my business partner, Sherry has been the best education I could have ever gotten in my entire life. Right. Better than high school, better than college, better than business school. Like Sherry went to Harvard business school. I'm a college dropout. There could not be two more different people that started a business together. But at the end of the day, like 
it makes sense. You right. know, it Absolutely. totally makes sense. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, Oh my God, I love when she takes me through shit because I, I feel like I've gotten a crash course. In oh HBS. yeah. Like by proxy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So you started out, like you're saying you wanted to be less of an asshole, but you just felt like prickly because you felt all these people's judgment of you or like assumption yeah. that you, you know, didn't pay your dues and you got put somewhere. How did you reconcile that in yourself? Which by the way is true. Like oh, that's yeah. actually true. You know, like I was, I am, I acknowledge that the opportunity that I was given because of the path that, you know, my parents right. had laid right. like, allowed for that. It's allowed for all of us, right? It's allowed for other people you know, to, to leverage as well and, and use. So I acknowledge that. Um, but, but at the same time, like I, at that time, I just feel like also there was less women, like there really were not a lot of women around at that time in the business. And you kind of were taught you have to be cold to win, you You know, you have to to be like harsh. Yeah. You just, I just felt like I always had to fight to prove myself or prove my client or fight for my client, you know, and I really only manage women, female clients. You know, Mm -hmm. I worked with Jewel. I worked, I actually worked with Jennifer Lopez for a year and I, and you know, so like women did have to fucking fight really a lot harder. Yeah. Like what years were this? Like this was like, well, I watched the Britney documentary and that was like prime of Simone and I coming up in the business together, (laughs) like me and the management side and her on the stylist side. And like, I look back at some of those interviews and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that anyone ever thought that was okay. Oh, totally. Like to talk to her about her boobs and her virginity and and all of these things. Mm -hmm. But like, we were so deep in it at that point Mm -hmm. and we didn't realize how inappropriate that was. But Mm. when you look back on it now, you're like, holy shit, like that she had to go through that. Yep. And just smile and yeah, not make any noise. And yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole that I didn't like do something about it. Right. But we We didn't didn't know. know. Or like, you you know, we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different. So what, Simone, what would your advice be for your 24, 25 year old self and how have you changed? Well, this is like interesting. So like where Allison maybe has conquered some of those, her maybe like insecurities, I think. Yeah. Mine have, well, like I, I cared a lot about what people thought. And Mm -hmm. I think I still do on Mm -hmm. to one extent. And then there's another part of me that's like, I don't give a fuck. Like I, you know, so it's like, I've learned to kind of be like, this is now that I'm older, it does not matter what those Mm -hmm. people think of you. And also they're not thinking about you because they're thinking about themselves and their own shit. So So it's like, I go so, I go down this like rabbit hole of like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Are they, you know, and I make these scenarios up in my head that like are not real, you know? And so I think I've, I, while I still care, I think I've, I've also learned that like, it's irrelevant and really at the end of the day, like you got to make sure that you're, you feel good about the work you put out or the friend you are or whatever it is. So like, I just try and make myself feel happy and like comfortable with the choices that I make. Right. Right. It's also changed a lot too. You have to remember like 
Social media, uh, we sit in this interesting generation. Yeah, because, no, Gen X, it fascinates me. Because yeah, it's because not talked about at media, all. Social media did not exist. Like our childhood, our adolescence, mm-hmm. even college. Like we were, we was had not no, documented. It was not documented. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have endless amounts of, of, of photo albums. And, yeah, home videos, you know, and, all, but not publicly. It. Yeah, and so, you know, it, in one sense, the opportunity that social media has brought is incredible, right? Like it's insane. Simone's been able to launch a business on it. I, my my business is all about social media. Right. Because you've kind of had half your career on social, half of it off, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's just interesting to, to see it evolve and change and like also have to change with it. Yeah. Well, let's unpack that because that's interesting to me. Like how old are you guys now? Is that okay if I ask? Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Wonderful. Moan, that's so I'm young. Excited. Yeah, that's so young. Born in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were both born in 1980, which is no like way. the best thing ever. Yeah. So Genius. when now that the 90s is having a res- resurgence, whatever yeah. it's called, like yes. I love I'm like, "Oh my god, I feel so old." Like that was like how Simone and I grew up. Like that was who we were. All oh, that, for sure. All this fashion, all, oh, all this 100%. shit that you're seeing I've seen come back. some of the pictures. Yes. yes. Were, that was that was us. But so I want to know, like, because you guys have this perspective of a world without social media, do you still get trapped? Like, do you compare yourself to other women on Instagram? And if you do, do are you more inclined to compare yourself professionally, personally, or physically? I think Allison and I have very different takes on social media. Let's hear them. I personally hate social media. I it's so funny because, like Ali said, you know, like we a lot of our brand notoriety came from Instagram and my partner is like a social media, like it, you know, she's an influencer, but she's also like a wizard with social and I, Mm -hmm. and so she's on it. You're talking about Jamie. Jamie. Hi Jamie. Jamie Um, (laughs) And so she's on it all the time. And like, that's her main job function for the company. And so it's like a full-time job. And I'm like, I couldn't, first of all, it takes me 40 minutes to think of a caption. I'm like, this is way too time consuming. Uh, By the way, me too. Handle this. (laughs) And then it's like, how much do you want to show? How much? And then lately, you know, when we, when Instagram first started, you know, I don't erase any of my squares, like how people like start over <laughs> and like they squares. just in- yes. create a new persona. Yes. Like if you go down to like my original, like when we first, it was like, we were just sharing, you know, and it was yeah. really organic yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like not thought about and it just right. was different, you know, and now you go on and I, I get, so I can't go on cause I get really like because everything is like an ad everything is a plug Mm -hmm. like everything feels so self-promotion yeah and just like yeah pretty you know and like produced where it's like where is real and then I get I get like scared for kids and like younger people that like have these kind of images and you know at least when we read magazines back in the day, it was like, I knew when Tom Ford was like advertising to me, you know, like there was an ad, it was a page, you know, it wasn't like sneaky. Now everything is like so much subliminal. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and you're like talking about something and then you see an ad from it. And it's just like, all of it feels very invasive and all of it feels like 
you're being told what to digest. It's interesting to hear Simone's take on it and be on my side of it, right? Because I, my philosophy about it, I, I hate from a personal perspective, like when I'm on social media, like there's times where I'm like, oh my God, I got to just get off. Like this is yeah. going to put me into a tailspin. It's very, 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 very powerful. And it can be very scary. It can be very depressing, but it can mm-hmm. also be like, I find certain things amazing and, and also helpful, you know? So it's like, I think that if you can figure out that mindset on how to handle it and how to approach it, I think that it, it can do really great things. Yeah. I think what you're kind of touching on is like separating professional, like just realizing kind of that it is a game, not attaching too much of your persona to it, I think is really healthy, but it's hard as hell. It is. So what is something in your 20s, whether it be like a rejection, a mistake, an obstacle, an unmet expectation that you went through that you wouldn't really be you without or like wouldn't be where you are today without having gone through? Oh my God, probably living with Simone. Thank God. <laughs> it wasn't an obstacle. It was like, a, it was like, I don't know. I just feel like those years from like, gosh, what were we like 21 to 20 to 25, I feel like, you know, like those were such critical, critical years. And we lived together for those years, you know, and like we had each other mm-hmm. no matter what. Cause you have to remember all of our friends were gone. Oh, all of our friends they? were away yeah. at college. So like, oh, it was so literally really... just like me and Simone in oh, LA, like making a name yeah. for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Just like out there doing it. And like that, I think was super critical for me in my twenties was to be able to have that independence of living in LA with my best friend and like figuring it out together. Like that was a big deal for us in my, at least it was for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that was a big deal, but I think for me personally, um, I think guys were my biggest obstacle. I was about to ask you about that. I like love drug addict, criminal, like bad boys. Like that was my jam, <laughs> That's your type. you know? And like, I, I didn't date. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to steal those beans for her. I was going to let her go there. Now, right. So okay, like I had yes. to go through the shit to know like right. what I don't well, want. You didn't yeah. want. But it yeah. took me a long time. And I also was like conditioned to believe that like that was what I wanted or that was like exciting. And that was love because like I was crying and like emotional all the time, you know? So I think like for me, it was it was, I was like extremely codependent. Like I had long-term boyfriends, like I was never single Mm -hmm. and they were always terrible. They were not terrible. They, they, they played a part (laughs) for like that time in her life. They were not terrible. Right. So how did you become a reformed bad boy lover? Um, well, my husband was the first non bad boy. And I actually like, it took me a really long, like at first I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's sort of boring. Like he's smart. Like he has a job like that feels just like, am I settling for basic? You uh-huh, know? And, and like, uh-huh. then Allison happened to me, like Allison met her now husband. And I feel like he was like, this really nice guy. Like she also dated some specials. Um, and, <laughs> and like, you know, we were all sort of changing. 
I think what like actually made me realize it with specifically for me is like, wow, I can be in a healthy relationship mm. and I can get in a fight with that person and he's not going to ruin my day in my life to where the point is like, I can't breathe, you know, like when yes. I was dating drug addicts and everything was like out of my control, which was like so fun for me, like, and stupid at the same time, <laughs> like that felt like exciting. And then I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want like the drama and I didn't want those sleepless nights. And I, and I, feel like my husband was the first guy that I dated that had a job like and that was like at wow. 26 or 27 right. like I was right I didn't know what normal or like what healthy looked like I think and right. I think right in your 20s you have to go through all of that stuff because like mm -hmm. you're coming out of your parents house you know, like you're in college, like you're, that's your first time where you're kind of like setting your own rules, but you still are a baby. Like you still have no idea what you're doing and you're just like figuring. Like your brain's not fully formed. No. Yes. And I see kids that are like 20, even when you were talking about someone who just got a license and driving on PCH, it's like, oh yes, I yes, see yes, kids my, who are yeah. like 17 and I'm like, wait, they're having sex. Like, wait, they're driving. I, I like they look like babies, you know, like we were those babies too. Like it, like I said, we're old, Jade. <laughs> you are not old. We're old. I was asleep by nine o'clock on Saturday night. I'm asleep. Like, what a, you guys I are talking like, about these crazy twenties. I am like the stick in the mud, like asleep. I'm like a forty year old trapped no, in a twenty seven. No, but but here, like to add to what Simone was saying, like you know, we had a lot of fun a in lot. our twenties. Like that's the other thing. We it's came like, up I, in a time that was very fun. Yeah, yeah. We had a really good time in our twenties without like, Instagram. Uh -huh. Instagram. You know what I mean? We would take cameras to the clubs and the bars with us. And like our twenties were rad and, <laughs> and growing up in LA and being in our twenties and having the freedom yeah, and the access that Simone and I had, again, keeping in mind, none of our friends were here. So we were going like, Kim was you know, here, she was running right? like, yeah, but like she would be yeah. in and out. Like she traveled a bit, mm -hmm. but like, you know, we were going all over LA having the time of our lives. Like at the time I had a boyfriend too, but both Simone and I had this one year being single together, which was fucking the best year ever. We had the best time. Well, how old were you? I think we were 25. Five. We were both single when we were 25 from 25 to 26. Cause I met Rich when I, he met my family on my 26th birthday. So I had this one, I met Rich at Yumi Sushi in Beverly Hills. No way. Yeah. Again, there was no dating app. There yeah. Was no there was a Tinder or like. Right. I think Christian Mingle was around. <laughs> oh my God, genius. <laughs> Just the two of you running around LA. So how has your negative self-talk and your self-worth evolved over the past decade of your life? Well, I think for me, I used to just operate under the narrative that everyone hated me. Mm. Like, and I, I just had such a negative, like, I just always felt like I had to like fight, fight, right. fight to prove myself, to be heard, to, to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I just try to find the positive in everything, you know? And like, sometimes I fail at that. Sometimes I'll yeah, have a of moment course. of weakness and I'll be like, God fucking damn it. Like, fuck that da -da -da -da, or whatever, you know? But most times I will always land back on the like, well, 
I always just try to find like the silver lining yeah. or the positive half yeah. glass full, right. you know, like I always also like to say we're not saving lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to my work, especially more after this year, for sure. Of yeah. course, you know, but like this year or, or in general in work, it's like when people start to get like agitated and, and, you know, mean and, and loud and abrasive and all of these things, I always am like, okay, let's just like start from the beginning, which is like, we are not saving anyone's lives. Right. Like we, we need to like have perspective. And so I think that I try very hard to have that perspective, Mm -hmm. but I also think, you know, listen, I, I dropped out of college. I've been working my entire life. I've been working since I was 20 years old. I have never, you know, I had, I worked for the Austin family at DreamWorks Mm. Records since I was 13 years old, every single summer I was in the mailrooms receptionist to the point where, you know, I ended up being their assistant. So like, I have never not worked having gone through all of that now and reflecting on it to where we are today, like, Mm -hmm. it's just not that deep. Like, like, let's just all like, there's room for everyone. Everyone can do great work. Like everyone should be supportive. And I just always am trying to find, you know, the more like positive as opposed to the negatives. And I really try hard to focus on that a lot. Okay. I love that. Simone, what about you? She didn't say her favorite motto, which is we're doing the best we can. And that's yes. something she always tells me when I call her and I'm like, I, love I that. can't. And she's like, you know what? You're doing the best you can. And that's all you can do, you know? And like, I have to remind myself, like, I'm not superwoman. I'm not like, I, sometimes you take on way more than you can handle. And it's like life is overwhelming things, you know, like people can be overwhelming jobs, projects, like whatever it is. And it's like, we are all just doing the best we can. And I have to remember that that that. race is not, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm running against myself. And so I have to be gentle with myself too, you know, because I think like Ali said about me, like I'm my own toughest critic. So that's one thing. And then I also think something that I've learned in the past 10 years is like what, what, how words are so important and how you say something even to yourself is so important. So like reframing constantly, you know, like when I'm focusing on the negative, it's like, no, 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 wait. Yeah, that happened. But like, think about how that experience actually, instead of focusing on the negative piece of it, like where that brought me or how I learned or how everything happens for a reason. And we should take those like shitty things and like actually use those as sort of lessons or experiences to grow from. And, but again, I think that language is is important. Like I hear my kids, the way they talk about certain things, I'm like, okay, wait, let's just reframe it because we can can totally create different narratives based on our language. No, it's so So. true. It's so true. It's so true. Cause like, you know, it's as someone that's 27, I'm flooded every night with these cringeworthy flashbacks of like the person that I used to be or like ways that I've conducted myself that I'm like, Oh my God, I would never do that now. And just all those things. So I wonder like, based on Simone, what you said, like just being nicer to yourself about your past self and stuff. But for each of you, is it easier for you to forgive others or to forgive yourself? Mm. Probably others. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have this like where I want every, I need to please everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I want everyone to be taken care of. I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone to feel sad or not be, you know, in work and personal life and my family and my friends, you know, it's like, I take on a lot of people too much, (laughs) but I can't help it, you know? Yeah, Um, of course. Cause the thought of someone feeling pain is hard for me. Like, I don't want anyone to ever Mm -hmm. feel that, you know, I had an, I had a, I had a probably much different childhood than a lot of people believe, but at the same time, like, you know, I love that I had that childhood. Like I'm, I wouldn't change a thing about it, you know, because I think that a lot of the things that I have today are because I lived through that hundred percent, you know, and it has given me perspective and it, it allows for me to have a different point of view on certain things. And I want to unpack that for a second, because I think that's really important. And obviously something that I relate to a lot. What you're saying is that a lot of people would assume that you had a certain kind of childhood because of the world that you come from and the privilege that you have. But your childhood and mine looked very different from what people would expect. I think it's really important that people know that often the families that you think are the most perfect have the most going on behind closed doors. And you can't make assumptions about anyone's life or childhood. But I really love that you say that because I deal with that too. I think we all just need, I've been saying for a long time, especially now with COVID, you know, like I have been saying like, everyone just needs to be a little bit more forgiving, you know, like people are across the board, you know, like people are going to make mistakes. People cannot do everything perfectly. So like, just be a little bit patient and a little bit forgiving, you know? And I think that we'll all maybe get a little bit farther in what we're trying to achieve. And I also like to say, like, as we navigate life, right? Like part of it is just getting older and having the life experience under your belt to be able to be a better person and make wiser decisions and all of those things. But, you know, I'm so grateful for all of the mistakes and the hurdles that I've endured because, you know, I learn from them so much, whether it's in parenting of like, oh, you know, this is how my parents handled certain situations or how they, you know, what their philosophies were on certain things. And, you know, living through that, it allows for me to embrace the ones that I love and, you know, not embrace the others and, and, and break certain chains. And yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it, and it's the same way in business and it's the same way in friendships for me is like, you know, I tell the people at Blended that work for me, I'm like, please do not be afraid to fuck up Mm -hmm. because, you know, like it's okay. Everyone Mm -hmm. makes mistakes and, like I said, you know, I have learned the biggest, biggest lessons from some of my biggest mistakes. Yes. So what's your advice on working with friends? Do you believe friends can work together? Yeah. yeah. We you guys both work well, with yeah. your friends, yeah. right? Yeah. Say. yeah. Simone, Simone works with Jamie, who, who is a good friend of hers and, and a mutual friend. Um, you know, my business partner, Sherry is my work wife. Like I feel like we are married and she's one of the closest people in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm obsessed with her and I couldn't do it without her, nor would I want to do it without her. You know, I think we're a little different in that we weren't best friends before we started blended. We were, you know, we were fellow on female entrepreneurs that have this like niche and this, 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 dream that we're now living. And you guys uh, really complement each other. 
We do. We really yeah. complement each other. And so we're so lucky for that. But, you know, then I think too, like sometimes it's also like, you know, it's okay to not work with your friends, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. that's okay too. And and yeah. if you feel like you need to protect that friendship by not introducing other things like business into it, uh-huh. it's like the same thing. I've pleaded with my husband. I'm like, do you want to come like do something in the family business? Da-da-da. He's like, no, I don't. And I'm God like, okay, that's sweet. Yeah. you know, I'm like, it would be so fun, you know, yeah. yes. like, no, it wouldn't. and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm fine. See, we have two <laughs> so very he'll create the boundaries on this. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. Jamie's very like all out on the table. I tend to hold things in and, you know, like, how do you not let things bleed into the, into your friends, you know, your friendship. And I think, you know, she was really good about from the beginning, like we, I remember like I was pissed about something and I was holding it in and she could feel it. And she was like, we got to go to lunch. And I was like, okay. And she's like, if we're going to do this, like you need to be able to tell me like, no, Jamie, like you got to stay in your lane. Or like, I know when I do X, Y, Z, like you need to be comfortable talking to me when, because I don't know, I'm not you, you know, and I, right. and friend right. stuff is different than work stuff. And like how people even like how they work is very different. Mm-hmm. And so like allowing that, and then also yep. being comfortable enough to talk about it when there is an issue, because I really feel like communication is key. And so when you're open and you're talking from like a truthful place, like no one can really fault you there. Like it's only when you're holding stuff in and then like being passive aggressive and, and where things. So, you know, I just wanted to, but I think too, people don't realize that like business partnerships are, it's more than a marriage. It's more, yeah. It's like people don't realize that they're like, oh, I'm just going to get a business partner and I'm going to start a business. It's like, dude, no, like it is fucking real. Like Sherry and I have been business partners for six years and we have had high highs. We have had low lows and we've had everything in between, you know, and it is a marriage and we work really hard at our relationship and we work really hard at our partnership, you know, like where, we say like, she's like, I know your strengths. I'm going to lean into those. And I know your weaknesses, you know, and vice versa. It's like, we know where the other needs us the best. And so it's taken us six years to navigate that. And like, we're still learning, you know, right. to no, this day, totally. we're still learning. I feel lucky that, that we've both stuck in it because they're not, they're not easy. And so I think like knowing that for me, like, because I have that with Sherry, you know, for me, it's like, it, it, I am less hesitant to get in business with my right. closest friends. Knowing that mm-hmm. those are sacred friendships. Okay, we got to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So let's talk about body image. How, you know, you guys have both had babies, you've gone through postpartum. <laughs> you know, like I know that body image can be a roller coaster at that time. Where are you at right now with your body and how have you made peace with it or not? Well, Simone can go first because her body's pretty much stayed the same her entire life. <laughs> One of those lucky so, ones. <laughs> yeah, she really is. You know, I think but everything's relative, right? So like mm-hmm. Allison could say that, but I'm going to look at myself and feel certain things. And like, that's that's the journey that we're all on. I think for me, yeah. it's more it's more like coping with age. 
you know, which mm-hmm. is something you aren't going to see for a very long time. But at a certain age, you're like, oh, you see pictures for, of yourself. Like, yeah, you're like, from six years yeah. ago, and you're like, I didn't. My, what is happening? Or like, right. like wait, I still don't the look first like morning that. I right. woke up when my like chest was like, I, I sort of had like indents, you know, when you sleep, your skin gets softer when you're older. Yeah. And like that yeah. happened for the first time. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And so I think for me, it's like, it's really all about like, whether it's body image in, oh, I, I need to lose the weight or my mm-hmm. eyes are sagging or I, whatever it is. It's like, I'm trying to embrace the ride. I'm trying yes. to like realize, okay, maybe I don't look as good as I did five years ago, but I look way better than I'm going to in 15. Right. So I better just like True. wear the fucking bathing suit, wear Make the jean shorts, like mm-hmm. live my life because like, whoa, mm-hmm. no one else has to walk in these shoes, you know, like I better- right. Cause we all like look back at old pictures and are like, why did yeah. I hate myself so much? I was yes. so cute. And you that's know? only going to yes. keep happening. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to like love myself more. And I know it's cheesy, but like, I, I never grew no, up it's like true. really loving myself. And it's clear. And like the choices I had with men, it's like, you know, and so I'm just, I'm trying to, to, to be that person to myself. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, I, it is beautiful. I love that. It's a struggle. Man also takes really you? good care of herself and like carries herself really, really well. So there's that. But the too. funny thing is, oh, is I would never think that that's about That's a form myself, of self-love. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Allison, I, what about you? I'm, I'm very different than, than Simone in the sense that, you know, I have... I have, I don't, I don't want to use the word battled my, with my body image and my weight my whole life, but like, I definitely am not just like naturally skinny. You know what I mean? Like for Mm -hmm. me to be skinny, I have to work very, 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 Mm -hmm. very, very, very hard at it. Like Mm -hmm. not eating this bag of cheese right here. Um, you know, and, and I think that I feel grateful that I've always been very body confident in that Mm, I've always just I've always been really confident and, but that's not to say that I don't ever have moments of insecurity, whether it's I'm in the moment and I'm around people who aren't curvy and carry weight the way that I do. And they're all skinny, which are most of my friends, to be honest with you, I struggle with it. You know, I struggle with it. Like every other person struggles with it. There's times where I can be the exact same weight and feel more confident than ever. And then a week later be like, I hate myself. I need to go get liposuction all over my body and get my boobs done and have a facelift and blah, 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 you know? So I struggle with it. But what I will say is that you know, again, going back to the social media conversation about this is like, I am grateful that social media has embraced the curvier, bigger. And I think that there are people who are out there who are setting great examples for women, women like myself, that it's okay. You don't have to be stick skinny and you don't have to be, have a model's body and all of those things. And you know, I want my children to feel confident in their bodies. You know, I, I, it's hard also because genetics plays into it. You know, you've seen my family, like we're not just chips off the old block who, you know, get to wear a size 27 and like a small, like we're not, that's just not our makeup. That's not our DNA. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, again, it just goes back to the fact that I am so grateful that there's a lot of body positivity out there. There it's, it's happening. It's happening even in advertising, you know, like even how Kim, you know, advertises for skims and even how Simone and Jamie, the models that they used for the kit and the new way that Victoria's Secret is approaching it. And you have people like Ashley Graham out there who are really, really leading the charge for people like myself. And so when you have that support, it helps, you know, definitely, definitely. Um, Representation is everything it is. And it helps, but at the same time, like there, you know, I also want to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I struggle with it like everyone else does. Yeah. I think Allison is like, and something she's always had is confidence. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the people that everyone thinks have the best bodies, like have insecurities too. But the key is like loving yourself because when like Allison, I feel like is very confident. And so when you're looking at Allison, you're not thinking about anything other than like her confidence that she's radiating, which is beautiful. No, it's, you're right. Because it's creating confidence. Like I think a lot of people are like, okay, I'll have confidence when I, you know, even if you have an amazing career, when I reach this gene size or whatever, like this destination, you know, fascination, whatever. And it's like, no, sourcing your confidence from other things that don't necessarily have to do with your body until you build that piece with your body can really like help you radiate confidence. It's true. Yeah. And, and confidence is beautiful and confidence is key, but it also is like, sometimes it's hard to constantly be Oh my God. You know, yes. like sometimes you're yes. like, fuck, I wish I could just put the jean shorts and the t-shirt on and the flip-flops and not yep. have to worry or think about it. It just depends on the day. It depends, yeah. you know, it's like we yeah. were just in Idaho at the lake, Simone and her family come with us. We were lucky enough to do that vacation every year. And when I'm there, I'm like confident as ever in my bathing totally. suit, like could care less. But mm-hmm. then you come home to LA and yes. you go sit by a pool and you're like, I need to call the plastic surgeon ASAP. Yeah, but I think that's also important that you're saying that because <laughs> confidence isn't a destination. It's like one day you have it, one day you don't. You're like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it so be- fucked up. But yeah. but but I always like it goes back to the conversation that I have with myself, right? And where it is, and it and it it all is encompassed. It's like, yes, look at this life that I am so blessed to be able to live. Look at this. I don't. I. 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 I cannot believe this is my life. Like I genuinely cannot believe that this is my life. So if I am a few pounds right. overweight, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, <laughs> exactly. Am I healthy? Great. Exactly. Am I fucking healthy? Yes. I'm healthy. Yes. Is my family healthy? Yes. Are my friends healthy? Yes. Again, it just goes back to always putting things in perspective. Right. You know, right. of like, okay, so I'm uncomfortable in these fucking jeans. Yes, but. Yeah. You know, you do should, something yeah. about it then. If right. you're that uncomfortable, then do or something about it. Or buy bigger pants so you don't notice. Or yes. buy bigger yes. pants. Yes. Buy bigger pants. One of the two. Stop One of the two. Yes. Yes. Or just don't wear, or don't yeah. wear jeans. Yeah. I don't know. I love that. Yes. Don't yeah. wear jeans. Um, okay. So last thing, what's a way in which you're, you guys are working on yourself these days? I'm jealous of Simone's way of working on herself. So Let's let hear her it. Oh, Well, I have been, I like to use my hands. And when I was a stylist and costume designer, I was like always bedazzling or doing stuff. And then even with kit, I was tie-dyeing. It's like my hands like need to work. I don't know. It's a very weird thing. And so like, since we started kit, like I've been at the desk a lot and I, my hands like need something. So I wanted to start 
ceramics for a while. And so I just joined a pottery place. And I, since my kids are at sleepaway camp, I took this week to like, take some, yeah. And it's like, for me, like, I, I don't just, if I say I'm going to do something, like I'll do it and I'll just like start, you know, like I feel it's important to have you're a good executor. Yes. And I, I, I like having interests and I like, like learning new things. So for me, like I feel dead inside when I'm not creating. So I know that I have to like create whatever, whatever that is, whether it's vegetable gardening or, <laughs> or pottery, it's like, I want to see things grow. I want to see things like I want to we travel together a lot. Our families were so, so, so lucky that like you have kids the same age, our right? sons are best like, friends. They're obsessed with I each other. And, and her daughter and my son are really, really close as well. That's but the we dream. Get, that is the dream. It's a dream. No, it's a dream. We get to travel together and it's like we have I have my best friend. Yeah. They have their best friends. Rich and Mark get along really well. Oh, we go amazing. with other couples. It's really amazing. And we can co-parent. Like I don't care if Simone disciplines or teaches my kids shit and vice versa. You don't have like but an the, annoying but, mom calling you and no, no we yeah, just no. handle it ourselves. The, I'm like, don't talk like that. Yeah, we just like, handle it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. But but my point in telling you this is that Simone is always the arts and crafts counselor on these I love trips. That. Like she's the one that shows up with like that, you know, like last summer when they tie-dyed this, you know, now they're making like beads or hair wraps or like, <laughs> you know, painting or whatever it is. Simone always is the one that shows up with like the creative activity. Whereas I'm like, here's our schedule guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Allison also you will know? take on all five kids and I'm like, I can't like, just give me two. Yeah, you're like, like, I can't really do yeah. this. So that's her superpower. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I love yeah. that. But yeah. So Simone is super, super creative like that. And that's amazing. What I'm going to, for me, I feel like I actually need to do better at taking care of myself. I was just telling okay. Simone this. I was like, I'm so jealous that you get to go and do ceramics. Yeah. Like I, you know, or like my girlfriend who gets to play pickleball every morning or like, you know, do these things. Like I need to do better at taking care but, of myself. I have not. But been what did we say recently. though? Like everybody has a thing, right? Like Allison makes time for working out. Like I, right. you know, it's like when you're day is so busy and you've got your kids. It's like, how much can you really do for yourself or carve totally. out? Like working out is huge. Yeah. I feel like working yeah. Out- but like, that's, I mean, it's fun, but not, but you're taking right. that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. So what's your biggest vice? Well, okay. So I will say oh, that, and I'm very vocal about this is that like cannabis saves my life. And I don't say that in a way of like, Oh, I, I need cannabis because I'm a drug addict and I'm addicted to it. I say it in, in a way that it is like, it makes me a better person. It makes me a better mom. It makes me a better friend. It calms me down. You know, I relate it to the way that people who are like, I have ADD, I need Ritalin or whatever it is. Like that's the equivalent to what cannabis is for me. Like it actually has a very positive effect on me. Can you smoke during work? Like I can't smoke like during the day. Yeah, I can. I mean, I did take a bong hit before this. I love you so (laughs) much. It hurts me. I smoke out of a bong and it's literally my deepest, darkest secret. Oh, I, but why? What are you, what are you afraid? Like, first of all, cannabis is legal. Let's just take it back. It's also a flower that grows from the earth. Yes. I'm with you. I'm more troubled with the method of consumption than actually smoking weed itself. Like I am 
so ashamed of the fact that I am like a frat boy in my bedroom with my bong. Like it just feels like we need to rebrand the bong. It also does not attack your liver and kill you. You know, it, 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 to me, it's not this like, oh, I got to smoke a joint or I got to get fucked up. Like that no. is not, that is if not If you smoke for a long me. time, you don't get fucked up anymore. No, like it's just, it's just how I operate. I will say pre-COVID, I did not smoke during the day. I did not. I would not, only on the weekends, like I would go to work and I would like smoke a joint on my way home from work and be like ready to conquer, you know, three kids and a husband and dinner time and homework yes. time and bedtime, right? Like, and again, made me so much better. Yeah. Simone can attest to all yeah. of it. Um, I love that. But- <laughs> No, you, you are know, inspiring me in that With way. COVID, it yeah. obviously has gotten a little, yeah. a little off the rails. <laughs> yes, but you know what? It hasn't affected my work. Like, no, I, I do better. Clearly like, not. No, like yeah. it really has not. So- yeah. You know, I'm all, I will say that is my vice. Everyone's respectful of it. I don't think my dad fully understands it. My mom will be like, you're uptight, go smoke a joint. I'm like, okay, great, yeah. I will, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Simone, what's your vice? Same. Same. Her cinnamon oh my God, can, we all, can we all go to, can we all smoke together Same. one day? Yeah. We need to that yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I also drink I too. So like that's an oh, okay. added not like hard alcohol, yes. but like, I feel like that's more of a vice for me. Cause like, I literally like yeah. have to have a glass of wine, like come five o'clock. See, I don't, but that's, see, that's what, like, she prefers that. I just prefer my Yeah, I prefer joint. weed too. Yeah. But I yeah. still, but everyone's got something. I love weed. Yeah. yeah you still yeah. partake. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? What are your Instagram handles? Jade, what you- I'm so proud of you. Yeah, this is awesome. I just want you to know. Thank you. I'm really, 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 really proud of you. I know that I know it's not easy to get here and I know that you've worked really hard and thank you so much. Like everything that you've done. And I'm just really proud of you. You've been there every step of the way. So I'm listen, we've got to support each other. Women support women. Like we have to, you know, it's so true. It's so true. And Allison is the epitome of that. If you don't (laughs) know Allison, it's so true. So yeah. Tell me wherever I can find you. Instagram handles the whole thing. You can find me at Simone Harouche and Kit Undergarments. Spelled S-I-M-O-N-E-H-A-R-O-U-C-H-E. Your bestie's got yes. you. The, obviously, I wouldn't <laughs> Don't survive the without e her. at the end of Harouche. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Sorry. And my company is Kit Undergarments. So that's at Kit, K-I-T, Undergarments. That make the best bodysuits ever. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Allison, what underwear about you? too. I yes, live in and their bras. underwear. I live in their underwear every day. I wear them morning, noon, and night. I, I didn't also... even. I'm wearing your underwear. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not going to show you. I, but I, am. I wear and their socks and yeah. their bras and the tap short. Oh, I the tap the, short is amazing. The tap short, you is, guys. It's I, you're making me blush. It is. Anytime you see me in a dress, I will have a tap short under. Well, I just bought this the body stocking. Have you used it? I'm very, no, okay. I haven't yet, but I'm very excited. I have like five things that I've sectioned in my closet that I need to try it on. No, with. Jade, it, it, it literally is a game changer. So I'm excited for you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Wait, okay. also really quick fun tip. Did you know that Jade grew up in his best friends with Carson Meyer? Really? Yes. Where yeah. like Carson is my, oh Allison. my God. Yes. Well, it's yeah. such a small world. Also like growing up in I know. LA, funny. it's like, so I know it's forget it. I know. Where can everyone find you, Al? Okay, you can find me at Allison Statter. 
A-L-L-I-S-O-N-S-T-A-T-T-E-R. And does Blended have an Instagram? It's about to. Okay, so look out for that. And you guys yeah. are finished. Thank you so Thank much. You. For doing Thank this. you. I love you so I much. I love you. I much. love getting to see you. Send my love to your whole entire family. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Those women are incredible, and I loved listening to them and getting to see their dynamic up close. As always, I have to ask you to do me a few favors before you go. I'm going to walk you through it this time just so there's no confusion. When you open your Apple Podcast app or your Spotify app or however you're listening to this podcast, type in the search bar, tell me about it with Jade Iovine, and then when you open the show page on the top right, you will see a plus button. And if you don't see a check, please press the plus button and subscribe to this podcast. And if you need help, any technological assistance, I'm right here. I don't know how much help I'll be, but I can at least help you get to that point. Also, if you scroll down, you will see all of the reviews. And I would love, love, love if you left a review and just told me what you're thinking about the show or if you have any guest suggestions or leave a review. And please text me. My number is in the show notes and in the link in my bio on Instagram. We can always chat there. I'm always around and just want to hang with you guys. So I will see you guys back here next week and have a great week. Bye.